Let's continue in Masechi Berachot. We're on the Daled Amud Bet. If you count down in the wide lines, it's the seventh line down, the second word on the line. If you recall, the context of the Gemara is it's a mahlok, it's a dispute between a Bio Hanan and a Bio Shu'at bin Levi, whether during Arbit we have this mandate, this Chovah uh, this of being Somech Geulah Litvila. If you're, gonna, if you're supposed to go from Kiryat Shema into Ga'al Yisrael and then into Amida or not. In Shahrit, the assumption, the understanding is everyone agrees. question was, with regards to Arbit, Rabbi Yoshua ben Levi had his opinion. Rabbi Yohanan, whose opinion we do follow, he maintained that you're supposed to be Somech Geulah Litvila even in Tefillat Arbit. The Gemara is going to begin with a question on Rabbi Yohanan for our purposes. It says the Gemara, Mativ Mor Bere De Ravina. The question is from a Mishnah on Daf Yod Aleph Amud Aleph. Says the Mishnah over there, Ba'erev, in the evening, Mevarech Shetayim Lefaneha, Ushtayim Le'achareha. In the evening, meaning in Arbit, uh, you are to make two blessings before and two blessings after it. What's it? Of course, Kiryat Shema, the centerpiece of the first section of Tefillat Arbit. What are the two Berachot beforehand? Ma'ariv Aravim, Ohevet Amo Yisrael, Kiryat Shema, of course, in the middle. And then you finished, you, you come after that ve'emuna into Ga'al Yisrael, and then hashkivenu, shomeret amo Yisrael la'ad. Says the Gemara, vi'i by, or asks, mor bered ravina, vi'i amarta, and if you were to tell me, as you have been, Rabbi Yohanan, it's necessary, lismoch, to make uh, um, adjacent one to the next, Ga'al Yisrael and Amida, ha la kasamach, you are by so doing, following that Mishnah, and making two berachot after Kiryat Shema, meaning not only Ga'al Yisrael, but Hashkivenu, Shomeret Amo Yisrael, you're not having a Semichat Geulah Litvila, Hashkivenu, because after all, you need to say the berachav Hashkivenu. If the if the uh, if the mandatory uh, um, tefillah is supposed to be one in which you go from Gaal Yisrael straight into Amidah, well, you're not doing so. You're saying Hashkivenu in the middle. Answers the Gemara for Rabbi Yohanan Amre. They remarked, meaning Rabbi Yohanan is not here to defend himself, but they answered for him. Kevan de Takinu Rabbanan Hashkivenu ki Geula Arichta Damya. The suggestion of the Gemara is Kevan since the Takinu Rabbanan that the Hachamim established Hashkivenu. Once they established Hashkivenu after Ga'al Yisrael, assuming and accepting the p- opinion of Rabbi Yohanan, we should translate and explain that enactment of Hashkivenu as just an extension of Ga'al Yisrael. After all, it just gets a little bit more specific, whereas Ga'al Yisrael is that historical sense of HaKadosh Baruch Hu took us out of Egypt and redeemed us and saved us. We now in Hashkivenu, we're turning to HaKadosh Baruch Hu and asking him to give us the necessary protection to a certain extent today. We want him to save us from all sorts of difficulties today. Think about the long list of, of harmful potential, potentialities that we mentioned in Hashkivenu. It's just an extension. That's at least the way I've always envisioned it. Whereas Ga'al Yisrael is the national, broader perspective. Hashkivenu is the continued mention on a personal basis. But anyway, that being the case, the Gemara's suggestion then is, it truly is Simichat Geula Litvila. It's just what we call a Geula Arichta. Aroch, of course, means long. It's an uh, uh, elongated Geula. Ga'al Yisrael just gets extended into Hashkivenu. Says the Gemara, in truth, we think that even Rabbi Yoshua ben Levi would need to argue this way during Shahrit. 
What do you mean? They're in Shachrit. We go straight from Gaal Yisrael. But not really, because we start the Amidah not with Baruch, but rather with Hashem Sefatai Tiftah. That Pazuka, Hashem Sefatai Tiftah, is not part of the actual quote-unquote Amidah. How is it that you mention that? Clearly, the Gemara will suggest we have this concept of elongating, of uh, bringing it a bit further the core principle and not envisioning that as a separation, as a hefsek. Says the Gemara, if you were to not say this way and suggest that Hashkivenu is truly a geula arichta shaharit in shaharit, when I go from Kiryat Shema into Ve'yasiv, into Ga'al Yisrael, hechimasi samich, masi means yachol. How can you be samich? be making the, that uh, adjacent nature of one thing into the next, making them close to one another. After all, the Ha'amar Biohanan, Biohanan's statement is, Batehila, and it's accepted, the assumption is, by all, Batehila, Omer Hashem Sefatai Tiftah. The Pasuk that is in Tehilim Adonai Sefatai Tiftah, is what you say at the beginning. It's an introductory statement. We turn to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, to Borei Olam, before beseeching Him, before praising Him, before talking about anything and everything that's encapsulated in the Amidah, and we turn to Him and, and, and request that He open our mouth and give us the ability to speak about His Tehilot. And then at the end, and this of course is less relevant to our issues, but it's the full statement of Rabbi Yohanan, even once you finish Sim Shalom, even once you finish the last beracha, there's still other words to be mentioned. Uh, we mentioned a pasuk then as well from Tehilim. Those last words, we talk about the strength, the redeeming nature of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and we request from him that our words be his will. But anyway, that all being the case, what the Gemara is suggesting, suggest, suggesting, Elahatam, rather over there, meaning in Shahrit, Kevan de Takino Rabbanan Lememar Hashem Sefatai Tiftah. Once the rabbis determined and established that you start the Amidah with those words, Hashem Sefatai Tiftah, we therefore consider it Kitvila Arichta Damya. Damya, it's, it's considered, it's uh, just like a Tefila Arichta, an Amidah, which is elongated. Hachaname, Hacha means over here, Name means as well, meaning in Arbit, at night, when you went from Gaal Yisrael into Ashkivenu, Kevan de Takinu Rabbanan Lememar Hashkivenu. Once the rabbis established the recitation of Hashkivenu, we understand Ki Geula Arichta Damya. It's to be considered one long geula. In short, what we in a few moments developed and understood, a challenge of Rabbi Yohanan's notion that even during Arbit you're supposed to be somech geula litvila, from the fact that the Mishnah tells us, and we all know it, you have hashkivenu as a beracha after Ga'al Yisrael, the response, well, look at the additional mention in Amidah in the morning, all our Amidahs of Hashem Sefatai Tiftah, understand that that's an establishment of the rabbis, which is just elongating, it's just, it's just extending the prayer, and understand in turn Hashkivenu as an extension of that Geulah, we call it a Geulah Arichta. Says the Gemara... Tosafot deals with Kaddish, Tosafot deals with the Baruch Hashem Le'olam 
uh, that Ashkenazim say, we mentioned this at an earlier juncture, um, the, the general, the, there are t- several issues with regards to that Kaddish. One, one approach in Tosafot is that uh, it's, it's permissible to a certain extent, keep in mind it's not per se the prayer, but it is being stated uh, because Tefillat Arbit Reshut Tosafot disregards that and does not accept such an opinion, but nonetheless the Kaddish which is stated is not per se a part of for example, if I were to be praying on my own part of the prayer, it is stated at that time, but it's not. Why is it that we have it in Arbit as opposed to in Shahrit is another important it's question. Amen, it's amen, arbit. Right, again, so there seems to be something else at play with regards to Arbit. The fact that Tefillat Arbit Reshut is a reality, as we discussed, is certainly to be taken into account, but it's a longer important conversation to be had. Says the Gemara onward with regards to, well, I guess Pesukim in Tehillim, but more specifically, it's the same rabbis who were um, who, who will now be talking to us for a few a few statements in the Gemara. Amar Azar, Amar Avina, Kol HaOmer, any person who says Tehillah David bechol yom, Tehillah David is a mizmor in Tehillim. It's a mizmor in Tehillim, a mizmor kof mem he. It's of course what we would refer to as Ashre. We started with Ashre Yosheve Betecha. Any person who says it Shalosh Pe'amim, three times bechol yom every day, he's promised or he can be certain and stable in the fact that he's going to inherit, he's going to have Olam Haba. First and foremost, the three times a day, you'll see there's a little note next to that. That little note leads you to the left-hand side in my Gemara, where it says, Gilion Hashas. Gilion Hashas was written by the Akiva Eger. Akiva Eger was a very important rabbi from Posen, but these are his glasses to the Gemara. But if you take a look at, uh, at, at on this matter, Bechol Yom Shalosh Pe'amim, it says, Beharosh, in the words of Rosh, Rosh Rabbeinu Asher Ben Yechiel's commentaries in the back of the Gemara, Leta, there is not, Gimal Pe'amim. It doesn't say in his version of the Gemara, Rosh, Rosh, a very important medieval uh, Spanish rabbi, doesn't say three times. It just says anyone who says, Tehillah David, Vechen Betur, and so too in the son of Rosh, there's no mention of three times. And he quotes furthermore that Rokeach, uh, Rokeach is one of Hasidei Ashkenaz, in his, in his commentary, in his, in his uh, book, it doesn't say this three times, it just says any person who says David. That's already interesting. Let's first and foremost mention when we do say it three times. We do it at the beginning of Shahrit, we do it at the end of Shahrit. We do before Mincha, those are the three times we mention Ashrei, we do Tehillah David. What Rabbi Akiva Eger seems to be pointing out is that the three times is not per se the imperative and the foundational point. It's rather that something, and the Gemara will develop this, about Tehillah David, about this Mizmor, is significant. Now why do I bring this to your attention? Because reading this Gemara without that insight, you might imagine, well I say it three times a day, chalas, that was my button, I inherited world to come, no that's not the way it works. As a matter of fact, the three times is only according to some, and that's what Biaki Vega is hinting at, is only to make certain that you get this through to your heart, that you actually think about this. If I ask you to say something once, you might not have your mind on it twice. Oh, you're getting closer. Three times you're conditioned to the fact that this is something significant. You actually put your mind to what you're saying. So the suggestion in turn of three times and the statement of this Tehillah David is not that this is a button which gives some sort of inheritance that you're just able to achieve through saying. It's rather something specific about Tehillah David which the Gemara will wonder about 
But again, I mentioned very carefully but forcefully, it's about letting this become part of your consciousness, not just some sort of magical incantation. What's the statement? My ta'ama asks the Gemara, what's the reason? What's so special about this mizmor? Ashre, as we refer to it. Ilema, ilema is a compound word. Im tomar, if you'll say a question. Uh, yeah, why are we not saying this about praying, about, about the actual Amidah? So, uh, apparently, there's something about the Hilal David that gives a certain consciousness of it. Yeah, you could achieve in, in, in prayer, in Amidah, but we're envisioning something here as not per se request, not per se praise, but there's some sort of understanding that if you read this properly, you'll get that you don't necessarily get from Amidah. That's the suggestion. Uh, listen, there's a Musa to that as well. Whereas Amidah, we pay most of our attention to. That's a statement here in the Gemara, but maybe the per- seemingly peripheral mentions are as well, just as, if not greater significance. Ashre, keep in mind that the beginning of Shahrit, the end of Shahrit, man, the core middle, where we have Birkot Kiriyachim and Amidah. It's before Ashre, it's before Amidah in Minha, it's in, according to most, just to make certain I stand up to pray with words of Torah beforehand. The statement is we'll pay attention to even those small circumstances, situations in life, there's something significant to it. So anyway, it's more than anything in my mind along those lines. My ta'ama, what is it that's special about this mizmor? Ilema, maybe it's because mishum de'atya be'alef bet. Maybe it's because ashre, with the uh, exception of the nun, which the Gemara will address, has alef bet, the 22 letters of the Hebrew alphabet. Now what about that? Well, a certain understanding of our life being governed by Torah, by HaKadosh Baruch Hu. The 22 letters of the alphabet, existence according to the Torah, came about, it seems, through speech, speech using letters of some sort. I envision God's governance in my life or in existence in totality. Says the Gemara, if that were the case, if it's just because of the 22 letters, that's the significance of this mizmor. Why don't we say a different mizmor? If you're familiar with mizmor kofiotet, says the Gemara, each one of the letters, if you were to open to Mizmor Kofiotet, we do during times of mourning, when we're at Arayat, when we're doing the name in a, in a cemetery, you go through the letters of the name. Mizmor Kofiotet is a very long Mizmor. It goes Aleph, eight Pesukim that start with the letter Aleph. Bet, eight Pesukim that start with the letter Bet. Says the Gemara, if the significance of David is because it goes in the Seder Aleph Bet, I got better for you. Of course, the response might be, we don't have that sort of time in the day. Okay, all right, so maybe we'll uh, abridge it. But ultimately speaking, the, the question of the Gemara is that the al- Aleph Bet doesn't appear to be the most significant aspect because we could have picked a different Mismor. Ela, rather, says the Gemara, Mishum be because Yesh Bo Poteach Et Yadecha. Maybe it's because it's the Pasuk of Poteach Et Yadecha. Is the pasuk that describes God's sustenance of us. It describes how all that we make with regards to financial gain and any physical success, material success in this world, is from Hakadosh Baruch Hu. Well, that being the case, that's quite a foundational pasuk. God, you open your proverbial hand, all our food, all our ability to exist in this world is from you. Says the Gemara, we should instead say, or in place, say uh, Halel HaGadol Halel HaGadol 
is a different mizmor in Tehillim. It's mizmor kof memhe. Excuse me, it's mizmor kof lamedvav. What's Halel Hagadol? That's what the Gemara Masech Pesachim and Dafkof Yod Chet refers to. That Mizmor that we say every Saturday morning. Every Saturday morning. Hodul Adonai Kitob, Kile Olam Hasto. The Pasuk in it at the end says, Noten Lechem Lechol Bazar, Kile Olam Hasto. That's parallel to Potech Tadecha. So the question of the Gemara then is, You told me there's something so special, so unique about saying, Ashrei Oshvevetecha Tehillale David. It's either because of Aleph Bet. No, I have another Mizmor which might be even better. Eight times. Or maybe it's the Mizmor because it has Poteh HaTadech. No, but I have that in Halel HaGadol. Says the Gemara. Okay, the Nema Halel HaGadol Dekhtiv Ben Noten Lechem Chobaz. Ha'ela, rather, Mishum, Di'it Betartet. Because Tehillah David, what we call Ashre, has two. What do you mean two? It has Aleph Bet and it has Poteh HaTadech. Right, so this, uh, what is this? Is this some sort of game? It's two beats out one. So maybe I should do one and one beats out the two. I'll do the Halel HaGadol together with Mismar Kofiotet. Suggestion of Gaon Mivilna in his book Imre Noam, if I remember correctly, goes as follows. Understand what each of these mentions represents and realize that having them together is very significant beyond just mentioning them separately. Ashrei Yoshevei with the Aleph Bet of Tehillah David is talking about God's governance of the spiritual maintenance of this world, the Torah, the 22 letters. Poteh Tadecha is the material side of matters. What we're saying on a consistent and daily basis is, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, there's no division with regards to my life and appreciation of your involvement. I don't find you in the 22 letters of Torah at the class and in the synagogue with the, uh, um, in contrast to uh, out in the field when I'm harvesting and making money and bringing forth bread. I find you both inside the Bet Midrash and Bet Knesset as much as I do in the, uh, in, the, in the business room or out in the field or on the street. That's a very significant statement if that's the, if that's the vision to be had in Tehillah David, It's a point that we often uh, stress. It's, uh, to me, a very near and dear message with regards and lesson with regards to life as a member of Am Yisrael. We don't bifurcate. We don't compartmentalize, separate and say, I find God in the Midrash, in the Mishkan, in the Mikdash. I don't find him elsewhere just very briefly this week's parasha, parashat Shofetim, to a certain extent teaches that lesson more than once. I'll give one uh, area where the Torah says that if you have a matter, ben dam ledam, ben din ledin, ben nega nega, if you have a circumstance where there's dispute amongst people in matters that are mundane, maybe a financial question, a question of uh, someone killed another person, where are we going to deal with these matters? So first you go to the courts in every city, in every province. If you don't find the answer there, ki palev, it's a matter which is wondrous, you go up to the makoma sheyivhar, you go to the place where HaKadosh Baruch Hu has chosen the shaken shemosham to put his dwelling place as a fundamental place, that's the mikdash. That's where you go to settle financial, material issues in this world? That's right. Who are you speaking to? The Kohanim Shofetim. You're speaking to the priest. The priest, they're worshipping God in the Mikdash, in the Mishkan. The statement of the Torah is there's no separation between these. To understand life as a Shomei Torah Mitzvot means to understand that there's an appropriate synthesis in anything and everything that I do with regards to my avodah, Tashem avodah is all encapsulating. It's not just I'm oved b'torah, oved b'tfilah, I'm oved with my avodah as well. Out in the marketplace, out in the business place, that's where I have a challenge, but I'm 
necessarily finding him, that's the greatness of Tehillah David. Tehillah David is not just the 22 letters of the of the Hebrew alphabet. It's furthermore poteh tiadecha. It's not just poteh tiadecha separate from those 22 letters. It's one and the same. So continues the Gemara over here. Amar biyohanan mipenel ma lo neemar nun be'ashre. If you were to open Tashre, you'll notice we go from malchutecha to somech. We skip the letter nun. We have an aleph bet. I thought 22 letters. It's really 21 letters. Why is there no nun? Interestingly, the Gemara suggests, now you have to understand, at least in my opinion, the Gemara's suggestion here is to teach us a lesson. Not so much to historically bring it back to the Mizmor at its composition time, because you'll see there's a little bit of uh, anachronistic activity. There's something that's going to be stated later on. So the Hachamim are more than anything saying to you and me, when you open up to that Mizmor, what are you supposed to think about why it's missing? Which is a lesson with regards to how we live life. I don't live life per se with historical consciousness. Why is this? I say, what does this mean to me? Okay, says the Gemara, when the Gemara uses those words Sone Israel very often, it's uh, it's a euphemism. We're really referring to Am Israel. Instead of saying something bad about the Jewish people, we call it the enem- enemies of the Jewish people. So this noon would be referring in some way to the fall, mapalal lipol in Hebrew means to fall of Yisrael. How so? Dichtiv. After all, the pasuk with the letter nun in Sefer Amos says nafela lotosif kum betulat Yisrael. Nafela means it fall. Lotosifkum, our understanding of it is, it won't again arise. So the Pasuk in Amos, starting with that letter Nun, would be the reference point, would be what we might be thinking with that Nun. And as a result, again, I'm not suggest, suggesting that David or the, that this Mizmor is written in a way in which, oh, because of that Pasuk in Amos, I'm suggesting, the Gemara is suggesting, once we have it, well, what sort of derasha can you make to your own life? Oh, the reason I don't mention it perhaps is because the noon might be reminiscent, might give me some sort of memory of the fall of Israel. I don't want to be doing that on a consistent basis. Do you follow? There's no positive noons in Tana? I'm, I'm, I'm suggesting again, when, when I find the relevancy in my life from something that happened, it doesn't need to be. Uh, I mean, it could be. It would be beautiful, foolproof. It has to be that this is something that I learned from this more than anything else. Of course you could. Says the Gemara Arava in Eres Yisrael, keep in mind we're reading Talmud Bavli, from time to time the Gemara will refer to how in Israel they learn things differently. There was two academies, or several academies of Torah. One was Arava They would explain this Pasuk differently. Whereas the way we were reading this Pasuk was Nafela, you'll fall, Lotosifkum, you won't then arise, and all negative, they read it like this. Nafela fell, velotosif. Right, they add in that vav, not that they actually have it in the Pasuk, it's the way they read it. And the, you won't continue to fall. Don't think this is a constant and eternal fall. Velotosif, limpol. And you won't continue to fall. Oh, oh, oh uh, furthermore. Kum betulat Yisrael. Stand up. You will ultimately stand up. So there's a positive spin. Ironically, you know, according to your question, your question was that the, the noon, we don't have anything positive. If anything, in Eris Yisrael, they read this pasuk with the noon positively. So more than anything, again, the suggestion of reading this Gemara is we're reading and realizing, we're attentive to the fact that the noon is missing, and we're trying to derive some sort of meaning. And the idea being, when I have a constant mention of God's involvement in the world and my own life, 
let's focus uh, for the time being or for the long run on the positive matters instead of recalling and bringing to a depressing state of mind uh, the negative thing. Says the Gemara, Amar of Nachman bar Yitzhak, Afilu hache hazar David v'samechan beruach ha-kodesh sheneemar somech Adonai lechod ha-nofilim. Says the Gemara, says the statement here in the Gemara, you should know that David HaMelech, although leaving out the noon, uh, in an amazing way, he then is Somech Beruah HaKodesh. He then brings forth um, that Somech Adonai Lechol Hanofilim, that God will be for all those who fall. He'll be the Somech. He'll be able to give you the support. So interestingly, to your question, Victor, earlier, the next pasuk does kind of demonstrate to us that the noon may have been something about a nefilah, right? Because I went from mumachutecha to samech, which is somech and nofilim. It could be an altogether different statement. Alternatively, somech and nofilim means, by the way, you know what we've been dealing with? I don't need to mention it overtly with someone, with people, with a nation that falls. You should know God has a way of giving us that simicha, that support in those circumstances. Says the Gemara, Amar bila azar bar avina gadol mashineemar b'michael yoter mimashineemar b'gavriel. Michael and Gabriel are two angels or mentioned in several places in Nevi'im Ketubim, and uh, the statement here will be one in which Michael, the mention of him, is greater than the mention of Gavriel. Now you need to know what Michael and Gavriel designate. Michael is the designation of Midat HaRachamim. Michael is the angel who is uh, uh, giving that merciful fluidity from HaKadosh Baruch Hu, approach to humanity. Gavriel is the Midat HaDin. Is the punishing side, the strict letter of the law. So what's the statement over here? Something about Michael is greater than Gavriel. Okay, that's interesting. I certainly want my relationship with God to be one in which the Midat Tarahamim, my relationship with anyone, I want you to be more merciful with regards to our relationship uh, than, uh, than strict, than severe. So what, in what way do you find that by Michael and Gavriel? And so it goes like this, as the Gemara, Di'ilu Michael Ketib, on the one hand, by Michael, the Pasuk says in Yeshayahu, Vaya'af elai echad min ha-serafim. Pasuk says, one of the serafim, one of the angels uh, flew over to me. The assumption, and we'll find out why in a moment, is that that's a reference to Michael. All right, so it says, flew over to me. Now, the Vaya'af is a, a singular verb. So flew over. So the vision that you're supposed to have is a swift flyover. No stops in between, no hovering, no pauses. Okay, so that's Michael. V'ilu gabe Gabriel. However, with regards to Gabriel, the Pasuk says in Sefer Daniel, V'od ani medaber batefila, V'ha'ish Gabriel asher ha'iti b'chazon batefila, Mu'af bi'af nogea elai. There's a double verb, Mu'af bi'af, which the understanding and the suggestion is, he flew over, he paused, and then he continued fl- flying. All right, before we determine how we know that first pasuk is with regards to Michael, what's the vision? What's the lesson of the Hachamim? Well, it goes like this. The understanding and the inspiration that you're supposed to be taking from this goes, goes as follows. Whereas, when I'm, when I'm in a, a, a positive flow in my own life, I'm going to be feeling that success coming quickly. I'm going to feel a certain channel from Borei Olam as something that's natural to my, to my uh, regular existence in this world. 
during the difficult times, there are going to be pauses. There are going to be moments where I can reflect and introspect. Instead of slamming me all at once with the midat adin of punishment and retribution and so forth, God is leaving a little space for you to repent, to do teshuvah. That's the difference between the Michael and Gabriel. Michael, there's a flying right over. When you're doing well, when your relationship with God, with existence is positive, it's moving quickly. There's no breaks in action. When it's not so, well, then they're at the very least, so to speak, within the Midat Hadin, there is some Rahamim. There's the ability to hover for a moment, Gabriel, and give me a chance to fix myself. Says the Gemara, May Mashmadahai Ehad Michael, that first Pasuk which we cited from Sefer Yeshaya, which talked about the Ehad HaSerafim. We said that was Michael. Who said that was Michael? Amar Biohanan Atya Ehad Ehad. We have a Gezira Shava of sorts with regards to this Ehad. Ketiv Ehad Min HaSerafim. The Pasuk in Sefer Yeshaya says, One of the angels came over to me. Uchtiv Hatam. And then the Pasuk in Sefer Daniel with described being explicitly Michael says Vihine Michael Ahad Hasarim Harishonim so the Pasuk describes him as one of them. So in turn, the one and the one teaches us that the Ehad HaSerafim with regards to Sefer Yeshaya was a reference to Michael. Again, the lesson, the vision is one in which there is a certain petah, a certain opening for doing better and getting better, even in the difficult of times. Says the Gemara onward, um, says the Gemara onward, uh, uh, okay, says the Gemara onward, Tana, we have a statement from the Beraita, Michael be'ahat, Gabriel bishtaim, Michael flies, in other words, affects humanity and the world on one swift fly. Gabriel, we had a pasuk which mentioned it twofold, twice, so it gives a little bit more space. Gabriel is that midat hadin. Eliyahu be'arba. Eliyahu we know represents very often the strict letter of the law. It was his personality in Sefer Melachim. Eliyahu is the individual who turns to Kadosh Baruch Hu and wants him to punish Am Yisrael for four breaks in the action so when in a certain respect it's the Eliyahu engagement in this world you should understand there's even more opportunity to fix when we're getting to a true letter of the law to the moment of death you have eight pauses in action the message, the lesson of all this the same at least in my understanding and that is to envision my circumstance as dire utter despair, all is lost, stop for a second, realize there are patches, there's moments where you could fix things up. Where things are successful, the understanding, the hope, the vision is, it's going to just be flowing and success is just going to be streaming in. During the difficult times, the Malach HaMavet moments, at least there'll be eight pauses in action along the way. However, you should know during times of plague, when those, uh, to a certain res- respect, uh, the uh, gates of, of evil and calamity have opened up, uh, it's all on one. So it means there will be and there are difficult moments where the difficulty is hitting us so hard we can't even breathe and stop to fix it. However, generally speaking, the vision of the Gemara is the Midav Michael is greater than that of Gabriel. Just uh, finishing the Amud over here and beginning a different topic and discussion. Even if a person has said Kiriyat Shema in Knis, both in Shahrit and in Arbit, 
mitzvah likroto al mitato. You should nonetheless be saying it on your bed. Now, it doesn't necessarily mean on your bed. It means samuch mitato means before you go to sleep. That's the statement mitzvah. What does mitzvah mean? Is it a hova? Is it uh, something lifni mishura tadin? Okay, we'll have to return to that statement. But this is the reference in the Gemara, which we touched on very briefly at the very beginning of the Masechet of what we call Kiryat Shema al Hamita. Even though I said Kiryat Shema twice, I'm supposed to say it before going to sleep as well. Amaribiose, let's just finish the, the, the statements in the Gemara and return to this in our next conversation. My Kera, what's a Pasuk which seems to hint to us that there's a concept which is important, maybe necessary, it's a pasuk in Tehilim, the pasuk says, on your mishkav, as you're about to go to sleep, you should be mentioning, and then dom is silence, Demama means absolute quiet. What's that? won't designate for us that it's literally as you're about to go to sleep domu sela will domu means silence sela means for eternity I'm about to go to sleep I'm going to be fully silent is how we learn you should be saying beyond that how do I know it's appropriate to have another that's domu sela and then be silent meaning and then go to sleep as Rashi writes vidomu uh, in short, what have we learned over the course of this Amud? Several issues. Number one, we returned and finished the issue of Rabbi Yohanan, Rabbi Yoshua ben Levi, Semichat Geula during Arbit. Number two, we talked about after that Tehilale David and the special and unique nature of Ashre, the twofold nature. On the one hand, the 22 letters. On the other hand, the mention of Poteh Tadecha, the significance of mentioning them as one. Next, what we talked about was the omission of the letter Nun from Ashre, which is supposed to teach for us the leaving out the difficult times. David nonetheless referencing with his Ruach HaKodesh Somech that during those difficult times God does support us. On that note, to a certain extent it's a continuation, you should know during the difficult times, at least the way I'm reading the Gemara, there is a certain Simicha. What's that Simicha? Well, Gabriel versus Michael. Eliyahu, Malachamavit, give that opportunity to repent, to make things better. Whereas the good times seem to flow without any break whatsoever. However, Sha'ata Magifa during times of plague and persecution, well, that's where we have a certain uh, exception. Those are truly the dire, absolutely uh, rock-bottom uh, rock, rock situations. And lastly, we began the conversation, which won't be a long one, about this mitzvah of saying, Kiryat Shema al-Hamitah, Baruch Adonai Amen, Amen.